super excited to be back for another episode. I got this really positive note voice message from my cousin talking about how she was catching up on the podcast and listened to my first solo episode and it was just really heartfelt message that I am grateful for. I also discovered a message in my LinkedIn from an old coworker at NBC. It was from end of May, so apologies for the late response. I, you know, the move was a whole a whole thing. But basically she was loving the vibe of the Instagram social content and the podcast and sharing some love and positivity. So really appreciate you. Just appreciate everyone who takes the time out of the day to share the love. I know that it is nice once in a while to stop and, you know, share a positive affirmation or show your appreciation for someone. I am learning that also in real time from some people that I also work with that are just so great at uplifting people and like shouting them out. We don't all get that in our day to day and it's not needed, but I feel like when it's genuine, it's the best. And especially in times when there's like obstacles or maybe that people are dealing with certain things or it's stressful time, you know, just in general, I think in those times you're reminded to show appreciation, but it's nice to also just do it in your day to day. So that is something that I've been inspired by recently. And I wanted to share and also just sharing your love and passion for things. I feel like I've just been interacting with people of late that are positive and I'm feeling those vibes and I'm trying to also spread those vibes even more because I feel like the world could just use more good vibes out there. So genuine good vibes as well. Continuing the reflection series this is episode three of four, TBD four or five, but episode three, I'm going to be talking about the highs and lows of New York City living. I spent 12 years in New York, most of my, well, pretty much all of my 20s um, since I moved there at 17 and not to sound like a broken record because I know anyone who's an avid like every week listener has probably heard me say that and you're like, I know, we know when you moved there. But for anyone who's new to listening or jump in, you know, into a random episode, I moved to New York when I was 17. I had gotten into NYU, New York University, originally from California. So it was a big move. Honestly, I had no idea what I was doing when I decided to move there. I thought it was going to be so easy. Uh, Joke was on me, but I did figure it out and I did end up staying for 12 years. So I grew to love the city, but along my journey to growing to love it, there were lots of highs and lots of lows, moments in between where I thought to myself, hmm, am I cut out to live here? Um, Diving straight in, let's check off some of the lows because... I would love to end on a high note. So I would say lows that I experienced were early on living there. For those of you who have lived in New York or moved anywhere for an extended period of time, I feel like the first year is always the hardest and that it's the one that, you know, really pushes you and kind of uh, sometimes to the cusp where you're like, "Mm, did I make the wrong decision? But I think if you can make it over that year hump and really let yourself get settled somewhere, you'll find yourself get settled and um, be like your happiness increase. Um, Obviously that is different for everyone's like circumstances or experience. But for me, the first year was definitely the hardest. Part of that was because I, you know, was on the other side of the country alone. And for some reason thought it was a good idea to not come home for Thanksgiving or at least tell my mom I wouldn't come home till Christmas and then decided pretty much like 
probably two weeks before Thanksgiving, I would wanted to come home. And by that point, you know, plane tickets, crazy, especially around the holidays. So I did not go home for Thanksgiving. Luckily, my aunt was living in Annapolis at the time, and I took the Greyhound bus to her um, because the trains are also very expensive. So bus, it was slamming on the bus. Um, <laughs> buses during the holidays are not my jam, but you got to do what you got to do. That being said, it was just hard to make friends. You know, I was out of my comfort zone in this new place. And that was very exciting. But I was also being challenged academically at school. Sometimes you don't really know what to expect when you go to college. Classes are going to be a little harder. You know, you're like, oh, I'll, I'll deal with that. But I was definitely challenged um, in a few of my classes. And then just trying to, you know, find a routine, find make friends, it's kind of thrown to the wolves. <laughs> there were some lows there. I you know, definitely lots of calls to my mom and parents, definitely in tears, wondering if I made the wrong decision. But I also, you know, made a choice and I wanted to stick it through because I, I mean, I put my parents not through a lot just to go there, but it was a big deal for me to move across the country. And I wanted to, you know, actually give it time. So Lowe's, uh, making friends. It can be hard when everyone is on the go, you know, seems like they have their own crew and their own things going on. But I would say something I've learned is just to really still lean in and try to not let the city intimidate you in those ways. There are lots of friendly, really awesome, amazing people there that would love to like make more friends. I think People just kind of put their blinders on sometimes and they're walking or doing things and maybe they seem like they're not friendly, but that's always not the case. So I can speak from experience because I can, I'm pretty friendly, but I can also like when I need to go somewhere and don't want to potentially be harassed, mostly sometimes I men, not even women, I will like put my headphones in and, you know, look at my phone. So that being said, just, you know, start a conversation if you see someone cool in the store or like on the street, definitely be cautious. But I'd say put yourself out there. It's needed to survive in a city like that. It took me a few years to learn that, um, which is why it took me longer to make friends there. But luckily, when I did finally find like one or two people that were like, you know, ride or dies and really good friends, that helped me get more comfortable and then start coming out my shell more. So when I think of low, sometimes I just think of my early years there when I just truly had no clue what I was doing, but was figuring it out. <laughs> and though, and I, now I can laugh about those moments, you know, but, but in them, and I'm sure some of you can relate when you're like really in it, sometimes you're just so in it that you can't like see outside of it. And, and then eventually you do, and you're like, why, why, why was I making my life harder? But so that being said, Lowe's, making friends, put yourself out there, just do it. You'll be glad you did it. After college, people move away, you're working, you're trying to also make friends outside of work. So luckily, one of my my best friend um, had been pushing me to play kickball. And I was like, oh, I don't want to play kickball. Like, I don't know if I can commit to this thing after work. You know, it was only during the summer, but I just was reluctant. And part of me also was like, who are these people I'm playing with? Like, I don't know any of them except for her. But, you know, after meeting some of them at parties and things like that, I was like, these people are super chill. And I ended up playing kickball for like four years, I think. It was definitely at least like three, four years. 
I loved it. It gave me something active to do. I met so many people that I would have honestly never met if it weren't for that activity and me also just like genuinely putting myself out there and trying to make friends and being open-minded really. So you can definitely make friends at all ages. I just think that one of the key things to do that is to stay open-minded and to overcome that fear in your head, feeling like the last person picked for, you know, like kickball or dodgeball, like take that out and just like know, you know, know your hot shit and also know your worth because sometimes you're trying to make friends with people and they might not want to be friends with you and that's okay. You know, not everyone is meant to be friends. I think as long as you can just bring your true self and try to stay open-minded and open to new experiences, it'll push you to grow. And sometimes it feels like, uh, this shouldn't require this much to grow or make friends, but you know, it does take effort to keep friends. So keep that in mind. And stay true to yourself. Also, you don't need to have a hundred friends if you have your, you know, tribe and finding your tribe, I think takes everyone different amounts of time. I feel like I know people that found their tribe when they were in elementary school and they're still rocking with that tribe. I, for one, was not a person like that. I've had, I have some friends that I've known since I was younger. And I think part of me living in New York, you know, you kind of lose touch with people, but hoping now that I'm back in California to reconnect because I think you know those people that you can even send a dm to or text to or even just like if it's a once a year happy birthday finally meeting up with them after a couple years and it's like no time has passed you guys are just like genuinely excited to get like update each other on your lives and you know spend time with each other see what you've been up to I feel like those people are people that are like in that tribe at least for me because it's hard for not hard for me but I for friendships I think it's a two-way street you know I want my closest friends or people that I've just been friends with even for like the late like years and years are people that are considerate people and also friendships a two-way street for them too like if I reach out to them and haven't reached out in a while they're not going to ghost me or make me feel bad because life has happened um I think that they value my friendship enough and we've had we've had enough experiences that have brought us together that we can see past lulls and times when we're both just living our life and lose touch um and still value each other as people in each other's lives so If you have your tribe out there, I encourage you to maybe, you know, since I've been putting small challenges in these episodes, reach out to someone in your tribe that you haven't spoken to in a minute and show your appreciation or even just catch up. I think we do sometimes take for granted people in our lives that do mean something to us, but we just, you know, get so caught up in everything else that's happening in our lives that it's easy to lose touch I need to be better at keeping in touch with people and it's a goal of a personal goal of mine to work on um, because there are people that I truly like love and appreciate and value and I I just get caught up in my own life and that's okay but I do want to make sure that they know where I stand with our friendship and part of that is me making efforts so back to highs and lows of New York living 
fake it till you make it learned that and that led me to lots of highs in my living in New York um the confidence that I have seen from many people I've interacted with there is truly inspiring and the energy as well just from the city in itself it's so like vibrant and it's always you know the city doesn't sleep so with that comes many opportunities whether that be bar hopping working late impromptu bang sessions or just shenanigans that you can get up to um you name it but I think that is something I loved them probably one of the things I love the most was just there's so much there it's like a melting pot truly of cultures and people and nightlife and art and nature and uh, the food is unreal um definitely miss the food or people keep asking me if I miss New York and I'm like I miss my friends I don't miss the city but then it's like nope I miss the food seamless there can't beat it um yeah and just restaurants in general it's just they're on another level all in one place yeah highs I'd say really just embracing and coming into my own the city is a mecca of fashion and style and I feel like I it really allowed me to tap into my creativity when I need to be inspired just by the people I was interacting with day to day from their like fashion sense to maybe their hobbies or their jobs it is a city that just has a lot of creativity in it and that's everywhere from the street art to you know food highs were definitely trying to take advantage of that as much as I could and trying to say yes to things instead of no uh haven't always been this open-minded in college I feel like I I could have probably partied a little bit more I did I did party but I probably could have partied a more a little bit more but part of me was like oh you know what is this unknown and kind of afraid and not wanting to you know get myself in a situation and the part of that was you know not trusting myself and being a little too skeptical so um, street smarts are good but also like embracing new experiences especially if you're you know with someone that you trust and you know just leaning in I think I've found that I am more myself doing that versus being closed-minded so that is definitely a high me learning that about myself and yeah I think just spending I mean your 20s there whenever I talk to people that are younger than me or just even people that are like contemplating moving and ask what New York is like spending your 20s there was surreal like in lots of emotions good and bad ways but in general like looking back on it wouldn't change a thing it was it's just I feel like a playground in a sense And just life, you know, there's so much life there. And I think that's what I love about it so much. That's not for everyone. You know, some people don't want that fast pace. Some people don't want to smell garbage on side of the street or see like rats running by. Totally get you. And don't blame you on that because I don't miss those things. (laughs) But at the same time, there's so much life there that for me, it was... I I maybe essential for my growth. Um, I think it was the perfect place for me to be for my the path that I was on. 
and it really helped me come into my own. And I ended up launching my podcast when I was still in New York. I, I think I've just been around so many creative people and entrepreneurs and the people that are just truly thriving. That helped give me the push and also the tools and tips to end up venturing out on my own to be an entrepreneur. And I'm grateful for it. I love the city. Love-hate relationship I've had, but leaving it, I love it. And I can't wait to visit again. Um, Need to book a trip for this fall. I'm determined to go back at least once a year, but ideally two, because got to keep my status and also see my friends Um, status in terms of my Delta status. But I mean, the food museums, definitely a high love the Museum of the City of New York, all time favorite museum there. Highly recommend it. If you are in the city or visit the city, it will give you literally a history of New York. I mean, you definitely have to hit other tourist spots. There's lots of interactive exhibits. They're pretty much all interactive exhibits. There's a permanent one about on activism and it's activism through different stages of like, not even just in New York, but um, basically the United States of America. Um, so that's really cool. And there's like visuals, videos you can listen to, art, and in general, all of the exhibits that they have there um, just are really like practical in terms of they're relevant to the world and insightful and niche in a way. Um, so, and the space is also, it's in this mansion basically that's been converted to a museum. So it's beautiful and it's right off Central Park. So highly recommend um, the Met also love. I don't know how I was sleeping on the roof garden, but finally went to the roof garden this summer with Marco. And that was really cool. We had like cocktails. They had a whole exhibition up there. It looked like we were like in Egypt or something. And then the view is really pretty. So that's, that's definitely one to visit. Natural History Museum, also really cool. Those are some highs. My friends, of course, you know who you are. I made so many cool friends there, especially like in college and I've had like bachelor viewing nights and Halloween parties and Super Bowl Sunday parties and just the community that I had there. I really loved and I had lots of different groups of friends, so not all of them interacted, but it was nice to just have those different experiences with different friends. Um, it just speaks volumes to, you know, the how eclectic of a city it is um, in terms of the people that are there. I know not all of you got to go to my going away drinks um, for any of my friends that lis- are listening, but you know, for those of you that did, it was super, it was super great to see all of you interact and some people meet other people that they maybe heard about. Um, everyone was super chill and I can't wait to come back to visit. So hopefully I can get everyone else together again and, you know, connect to you guys. So be on the lookout. I will be coming through this fall and yeah, I feel like I've just been rambling partially, but I think it's just because I love New York. I mean, it's my home and which is weird to say because California, I I mean, I'm a California girl at heart and West Coast, West Coast, but New York is, I do consider it, you know, my home as well. I, I really came into my own there and 
learned lots of hard lessons at a young age. Part of that was just me being across the country from my family. Um, you know, all of my family was in California. My aunt that lived in Annapolis was only there for another year, I think maybe through my junior year of college. And then after that, you know, she moved. So I spent most of my 20s figuring it out. And my friends were my family. And my job, I feel like was my boyfriend at some point, but then I, you know, had to get healthy boundaries and not break up with my job, but (laughs) healthy boundaries. So I, yeah, I love, I love the city. It's, it's not for everyone, but it was, it was for me and dated lots of different people there. Lots of dating stories. I'm sure I'll have a whole episode on that one day, but you know, because it's such a huge city, I feel like I've dated lots of different types of people and through those have learned about myself and also just have learned to be okay with being single and independent, a boss bitch. Um, but truly being single, I feel like it's thankfully a city where there's lots of people that are doing them and public transportation is super efficient. So it was really easy for me to get around, go to lunch by myself, go to museums by myself, um, go shopping and also do those things with my friends as well. But I think because it was such a, you know, it is such a hard place to survive sometimes. um, It really pushed me to stay true to myself. And a lot of that was also the way that I was raised, but it helped me come into my own and I'm grateful for it. I do miss it, but I'm super excited to be in California now. And on that note, I hope you take something away from this episode. I definitely have just in talking about my experience there. I think wherever you are, there are highs and lows and it's really your perspective. And honestly, what, you know, what do you want out of your life and the day and the place that you're in is what I came to terms with as I was, as I decided to leave the city. I loved living there. But I wanted more space. Rent was rent. Rent was expensive, and I at that point I was you know in a one bedroom on my own. And even if I stayed with Marco, a two bedroom is a two bedroom with space, especially working from home, is expensive. So, um, especially when you want more amenities. I mean, people can find it. It's just for me and my finances and my priorities. I knew moving back to California, even though California is expensive, I would be getting more for my money. I'd be closer to family, which is something I was, was really important for me. And I felt like I had done New York and I loved it. And I was leaving, I left on a high note and left knowing that New York also is not going anywhere. So there I can visit and I have lots of friends there. Um, Yeah. That's just a little bit about the highs and lows of New York living. Thank you to the city and to all my friends that helped me survive my 12 years there. You know who you are and my family as well. But um, my friends were my family. And also I had great people that I worked with and people that looked out for me. And I'm grateful for that as well. So the highs and lows of New York because I in my head I'm like oh my god there's so many things that I didn't talk about but I'm not gonna force it because 
I'm sure there will be many opportunities for me to talk about many more opportunities for me to still share the highs and lows of living there. I think definitely helped me grow into the person that I am today. And I'm thankful for that. And it taught me to be resilient. Well, I was resilient, but it really, really challenged me being resilient and staying true to myself. So it challenged me. Sometimes I overcame those challenges. Sometimes I didn't. I usually learned from them when I didn't. And full circle, I survived. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm proud of myself. And that is this episode. Lessons are sprinkled throughout it. Fake it till you make it. It is a real thing. I feel like New Yorkers learn it the best. And then you, you know, you fake it till you make it, but then you also have to like be able to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. So learn that there. It is a hustle, hustle culture city, which is good, but also, you know, sometimes we need a break. As in we just like people, we need a break from hustling. Um and I'm still hustling, but I want to hustle with some more sunshine. I love New York and the seasons. Oh my gosh. I can't even get into the seasons at this point because I will continue to ramble and dinner is ready. So Marco's probably like where she at. Um, So that's a time maybe I'll save it for the holidays. Reminisce on my New York seasons since in California, I will be getting less of them. Um, that was definitely a high though. Loved the snow. Didn't love the gloomy days, like lots of months of the year, but love the snow and loved fall and seeing the leaves change. Oh my gosh. And all the fashion. I mean, I do have lots of jackets and things for all seasons now. So thank you for that. But don't need them all in California, but I will, I have them and I will be bringing them back to New York. So that's it for this week. I hope you all have a wonderful week whenever you're listening to this. If it's the day that it comes out, I could go on for days about highs and lows of New York living, especially all the highs, but I am going to save that for another episode. And yeah, there's so much to, and Um, finding relatable ways to also share lessons I've learned from these, um, from my experiences, hoping that they help or encourage anyone that's listening, um, whether you're currently living in a city or have made a move or thinking about making a move and are on the fence, I'd say do it. You can always move back which is what my dad said when I <laughs> was uh, grappling with leaving New York. And I was like, I what, what if I go to California and I don't like it? And he's like, you can move back. Like, you can do that. I mean, yes, it is a bitch to probably organize and do, but you can do that. So stay true to yourself. Until next week, I love you all so much. I am so happy to be back recording regularly and can't wait to dive in and start creating um, more social content and interviewing people. So talk soon. Bye.
Music and editing done by Marco. You can find him at midnight, M-I-D-N-I-T-E underscore mind eight zero on Instagram for more of his work.